How hard did you push it? Till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. What's happening, municipals? This is Big C, Ashton here as well. We're talking bucket list tracks this week. We're first going to get into some new tracks we've played. Ashton, what did you play this week? Hey, Chris, how's it going, man? Um, Good. I went up to Petaluma and played Rooster Run. Uh, first of all, just thought epic name, epic logo. Uh, I actually have a, a new teacher I'm trying out up there. His name is Dave Johnson, so I had a lesson. And then I just thought it'd be a great time to say, hey, I got a lesson. And hey, there, there's never a better time to play than right after a lesson, right? It's not like you have new swing thoughts in your head, trying out new things. Oh, that's so. that's not a way to shoot a straight 90. Absolutely. Shot 85, but yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so rooster run, uh, conditions were great. Um, very lush, uh, very beautiful course. Uh, greens were not the best, but I could tell they had been punched like in the last month. So what I said is all day, I was like (laughs) a lot of three, well, I'll give you an example. Um, I shot 41 on the front, five bogeys, all three putts. And you helped me Oof. connect with a new putter that I really like. But one thing you said is the two ball OG is going to struggle a bit on kind of uh, slow greens. These were certainly not fast. Um, so I'm really excited to get back out there and the greens are a little bit better. But what I really appreciated about that course, first of all, if you play from the back tees, which we did not, 7,000 yards. That's a grown up golf course. A lot of wind um, and also really challenging hole locations. So, a lot of courses that we play, uh, I don't mean to insult them, but a lot of it is kind of like driver wedge, or there are certain courses there's kind of a charm that it's yeah, almost like Bay Area. We've got very limited space. So, you know, a lot of the tracks are older as well. Yep. Um, so, there's not a lot of expansion. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it with today's technology, I mean, most people hit it between 260, 280. So, you're getting a lot of driver wedge and a lot of the older tracks we played throughout the Bay. The rooster run was not that. I mean, I think number that's good to know. Se- seven, I think it's the hardest hole in the course. And from the T uh, we had, nobody had played there recently. So we weren't totally sure. It looked like there was kind of like, um, not Branca, but some sort of like, it looked like we clicked it. It was like 290 and we're like, nah, like we all, we all hit it far enough. That like we couldn't quite tell if that was in play. So a couple people hit drivers, Marcus, no offense, blew it off the planet. Sorry, Marcus. Um, so I think still made par. Of course it's Marcus. It's Marcus. Um, Marcus is a two handicap for all you folks out there. Uh, just a total stick. Uh, Fabian had a good drive. Um, and then me and our friend Chris both hit hybrid. But just to give you context, part four, I hit my 230-yard hybrid, and then I hit my 215-yard hybrid, and it was just on the front of the green on a par four. Uh, so I think the big thing I really liked is it, it just required you to think on some golf shots. Like number nine, for example, I had a drive, kind of hit it left, had to hit a hybrid up, and then like over on the right side, there's this big, big uh, like lake or lake kind of in front big undulating green. There's so many different places they could put it back left flag. So I hit driver hybrid nine iron from this so like kind of crazy just, angle. Just so you guys know, Ash hits a generational hybrid. This thing is a <laughs> two hybrid back. I, it, I don't know. Degree. might be, yeah, might be 20, 20 years old. At this point, high board technology, Cleveland hybrid, like right off the rack, 
nothing yeah. special. I mean, but this kid m- murders this two iron hybrid. This thing just it's too, goes. It, it, I've it, never it, seen anyone hit a hybrid like this. It's an automatic. Just so you guys know, it's just. I mean, on par fives, it's it's driver hybrid almost yeah. every single time for him. And I'll tell you, I mean, the more that I hit that club, the and the more I play with people like our friend Chris Hussey, I hit that club. He just goes, I I know this is a dumb thing to say, but like, why wouldn't you just hit that on every, like it's two thirty five right down the middle every time? Like it's like yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that's like I, I'm I'm trying to build in guardrails and say if the hole is less than four hundred yards, I'm contractually obligated. Cleveland sponsor us. Um, you know, to, to hit that club, but, but I just appreciate, like, it's fun. Again, we're a lot of, you know, we're playing a lot of courses where it's like, it's straight, there are trees, the greens are flat, you know, to have holes like number seven, where it's a really interesting, you know, hybrid, hybrid, interesting green complex, penalized left, crazy swale, right. Play nine where it's like driver and then hybrid and then nine iron. And there's like all this movement. I mean, for $44 walking with a mate with like, we didn't wait on Killer one shot area. Right. I mean, as good as it gets. And, and regardless of where you are 45 minutes North of San Francisco accessible to everybody, 44, $44, you know, and also too some things that I care about. Yeah, a great turkey sandwich, a great beer, and it was fairly priced. Like, just the place that I'm so really excited to get back to. What I care about is did anyone have the hot dog? Uh, no. Mar- Marcus that whole brought, group let me down. Marcus brought a sandwich. Fabian didn't eat anything. Chris Hussey's been on a making pizza kick. And then I just got a turkey sandwich. So, oh, actually, wait, Chris, I'm sorry. I actually asked. They were not serving hot dogs. So Rooster Run just got pre- a notch down from me because if <laughs> you're not serving a hot dog on the turn, oh man, oh, notch down. So that that course could be lovely, but man, I need a hot dog on the turn almost every time. Yeah. So we'll have to, again, let's give it a month. Let's let the greens come in, but we should definitely go back. And again, like one thirty two time on a Saturday, never waited, $44, I'm in. What about you? That's sick. Um, well, Friday... Uh, played the reserve at Spanos Park. Um, it was, I've never played it out in Stockton. Uh, again, day before you played Rooster Run with Chris Hussey, had Chris Hussey join me on Friday out in Stockton. Uh, also had our producer Jack, who you heard on the last pod, join up with us as well. Um, Spanos was pure. First time ever out there. Um, they can, they call it a link style course. I mean, we all know links is only found on the ocean, but, um, it's wide open, uh, rolling terrain, big, big greens, um, you know, deep pot bunkers all over the place, um, with giant walls. And of course we all found them throughout the day. Well, I was going to say, I heard but, from a little bird that you found quote, literally every bunker. Is that true? So I probably 80% of the holes, I found a bunker. Um, they were well placed for my shot. 80% of the holes I was hitting out of so many fairway bunkers. It was insane. Uh, luckily I, I switched my four, four iron out through a hybrid in there. So that, that worked out well for me. Um, got the new G425 ping in there. Ping sponsor us. Um, 
We're, we're really but open on club manufacturers. We're guys. really we're really open, guys. Um, as a club builder, I'm uh, definitely open to all. So if anybody wants to send us product, we're definitely willing to test it. Um, but importantly, so- I just did the math because I'm bad at math. So you hit. So just to be clear, you hit bunkers in 14. Four. We can round up or down. You hit you hit bunkers on 14 holes. That on Friday, uh, easily, easily, easily 14. Oh, okay, okay, and didn't play bad though. Um, you know, training for our SoCal trip because I'm sure we're gonna run into plenty of bunkers down there, so um, definitely got some work in on the bunkers. It was great. Uh, shot, you know, I shot a modest 84, didn't play great, um, didn't play good. I was, you know, of course, like always putting new clubs in the bag, switched out uh, to the new SIM driver. Um, that thing is a weapon. It's uncontrollable. Wait, Chris, um, wait, you, not the new SIM driver. You played the old SIM driver, right? Okay. New to me. New to yeah. me. Yeah, be careful, uh, though, because people are going to think you're playing the the fishing hat, Dustin Johnson, the Bassmaster no, Classic no. SIM 2. Have not played Bassmaster Classic. Um, haven't haven't tried that guy. We've got him at work, hit it a couple times, like it, but rocking the old sim. Um, but which he's trying to put me in. For what it's worth, me and him are both the Maverick guys. He 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 thinks I can he thinks it'll help me to put it in the bag. We'll see. I'm gonna come it, visit you this weekend doing ball fitting. I'm certainly gonna replace my five iron if there's a club that matches. And Guys, very important. If you've never done it from a club fitter, from a club builder, ball fitting is incredibly important. If you're a 10 handicapper below, going into a shop where they'll actually let you hit different balls, see spin rates, um, see how different clubs react, distances, yep. everything, it will absolutely change your game. I myself um, was able to try 25 of the top market balls compared every single one of them side by side with the driver seven iron wedge um, and really got to dial it in. I found what worked best for me. I always played pro V one in the Strix on Z star. I always thought those were the two kind of balls that worked great for me. I found out they were not even in the top list for me. Um, I actually should have been playing the pro V one X if I was going to be in Titleist and um, none of the Strixon balls even made my top five. So I'm not saying they were good though, balls. No, I did. Um, but right now the ball fitting came out to be TP5X from TaylorMade. Um, best I, I, I spin rate, distances, I, everything with that. I saw the TXG. I, I have a feeling that's where I'm going to end up too. Because also for me, I don't like straight lines. So I, I really, you know, I like my soccer ball. But I'm actually thinking that the new, either the TP5 or the TP5X, PI, I don't know if it's PIX or PIX that has the logos on it. Yeah. That's probably its best. Because you you know, again, you probably know more it's than me. It's a ball. Because I'm playing the cal- the Chrome Soft. I, I'm an idiot. I mean, I have, a, I have a fully custom bag. And I'm watching the TXG video and they're like, yeah, Chrome Soft is for people with slower swing speeds. Like, I'm not acting like I'm Dustin Johnson, but I don't have slow swing speed. It's like, what am I doing? Like, I'm playing. Like, I watched them on that video. I'm like, I'm probably giving up, like, 8 to 10 yards off the tee at least. Like, I'm not playing the right ball. And thank God I have you in my life where I can go and I'm going to do Sunday. I'm going to go whack a bunch of balls and figure out to get dialed for the trip. But, like, 
I'm literally just playing the wrong goal. Like, like it's to your point, what's the point of having a fully custom set? And then like the, the one constant, the golf ball is wrong. Like I'm embarrassed yeah. to say, but I, I just don't, I don't know. It's like Chrome soft, Chrome soft X. I like the pattern. doesn't matter. It, it, it does matter. Right. It does. And you know, it's not necessarily um, any manufacturer is better than the other. Um, for everybody's swing speed style, how they, you know, how they approach the game, every ball is going to fit somebody differently. Um, so it's definitely worth trying them all out. I mean, there's an insane amount of manufacturers, big ball, you know, big manufacturer companies like TaylorMade and Callaway and Titleist and all of that. But you also can try out, um, you know, the direct consumer brands like Vice and Cut and, um, Snell, there's plenty of them out there uh, for you to give a shot. Um, and a lot of them will give you, you know, test sleeves for, you know, a cheaper rate and things like that. So, yeah. you know, don't just pick a ball because you see your favorite player play it or, you know, that's the ball your dad played or, you know, anything like that. It's worth checking out and getting ball fitted because, you know, it it's definitely helped my game completely but and, and chris real quick i'm curious this may be too beyond baseball but i think for our listeners to be curious so you obviously you work at golf mart you're a fitter yeah like i can understand like when i come visit you and say hey i want to replace my four iron which i did and i love the club it helps me but it also helps golf mart because i'm buying a club i don't understand in theory how me hitting 25 golf balls helps you guys at all like how does the golf how, how does that benefit golf mart for me to hit you know to especially with a wedge i'm basically gonna like nuke 25 golf balls is that just is that just like a cost of doing business or how does that work for and, you or is that you too, know we behind the scenes we don't necessarily do ball fittings um it's it's something that i've actually tried to get my boss to implement um, you would think that hitting that many wedges would would, would demolish them. To be right. honest, you kind of you kind of get to know what is going to work for you after two or three shots. Um, okay, so you, spin you don't rates need to hit, aren't there. Hit a bunch, yeah. No, no, and then you can eliminate one or two um, because you kind of know what the spin rates you're looking for. If you're hitting a 54 degree wedge, you're looking, you know, in the 8,000 to 9,000 range is is your is your goal between eight and 9,000. Um, so anything under eight eliminate immediately. It's just not worth your time. Um, to be honest, anything over, over nine with the 54 might be a little spinny for a lot of people. So you might want to eliminate those immediately as well. And if they're not working for your wedge, there's no reason for you to try it out with any other club. Um, so it's, it's something in, for golf mart to do or any um store to do ball fittings it's worth to kind of have a sleeve of every you know top branded ball you know put aside because that person's going to feel obligated or wanting to come back to the person that spent the time to make sure that they got the ball that they wanted. And to be honest, you spend that hour to do a ball fitting, they're probably going to walk out with you know, it's 40 to $50 a dozen for top, you know, top notch balls. So you're going to walk out of there with 80 to a hundred dollars worth of merchandise. Um, and then as we all know, we all lose balls. So you're going to have to go back and buy more and more And balls are something you replace on a regular basis compared to 
a golf club you buy and you keep in your bag most of the time for three, you know, three, five, 10 years. So there's Less more return like, on you know, a week on. Yeah. And there's more return on purchase and value. Um, getting somebody in the correct ball because they're going to want to keep replenishing those. Sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's in a rabbit hole. That's us, you know, going down the well, retail path. I see but. you on Zoom now, but I will see you on Sunday because, like I said, I need a ball if there's a fi- if there's a hybrid that works. But we'll talk about that offline, but I will see you on Sunday for sure. But back to courses we played this week. Um, Saturday, I headed out to Laguna Seca and Monterey. Oh, yeah. You I got, wanted you had, to you play double, that. You double round. Double round this weekend. Um Wanted to play Laguna Seca for a while. Very deceiving by pictures on their website. They were definitely taken the week of uh, creation by Robert Trent Jones. Um, because what does that mean? Course, uh, the course on the website looks pristine. Uh, in every picture you find on a lot of uh, different, you know, media outlets show a pretty pristine course and it's not necessarily what i got when i arrived um the course was a little rough around the edges um a little miskept uh the greens i will give them credit were in really really great shape that's all that matters rolled great um you know ball you know stuck when you wanted it to really receptive appreciated that but very lacking in fairway uh fairway grass they were very spotty Hmm. um but the layout of the course very true to robert trent jones course um you know the bunkering was very fingery you know large greens pretty wide open um it, it was a great great layout and i really enjoyed it the weather out in monterey was great the the wind was kicking I mean, we had 15 to 25 mile an hour winds at points, and that was us at Rooster. I mean, we, we had we had consistent 15 miles an hour the whole time. Oh, it was just we were playing so, two. We were playing two clubs into the par threes. One, the greatest, so greatest shot I've probably hit in a while. First, first tee shot, playing with a new guy from RGCSF. Um, really, really fun guy, Jeff, um, and we. We tee off on the first tee, and it's about a 300 and 360-yard uh, par four. I tee it up. I crush it with the weapon. It just the it's new, just the is floating. The new sim. It. I would say we probably had 15-mile winds at our back, so I definitely had some help. But by the time I got up to my ball, I was 10 yards from the green. I had a 350 yard elevated tee shot with a 15 mile an hour wind. Definitely some assistance there uh, from both of those, but it was a missile. I I mean, you've, you've seen me with my, with my Mav prior, prior to this. I, I struggled with it. I got real spinny with it. I hit great balls, but it went really high and fell like a dead duck they they just went nowhere where with this it's just thing- funny because because my, my driver i mean honestly my biggest problem is my driver has been more of like like low and stingery like we have yours is completely opposite of what mine is and we practically have the same setup except you've got a very custom pured shaft in the draco 
where you know I've been messing around with shaft after shaft after shaft and could not find a combo to work with me in the Mav. Yeah, appreciate my rep uh, with Callaway who blessed me with the driver. Uh, I will still own it and keep it with me. Uh, it just has not worked for me. Uh, I'm trying going to try out the Epic Speed as well. Um, maybe go stick with Callaway if that guy works Wait, with me. Wait, I was but... gonna say, Chris, Chris, stop. <laughs> like, I, I, I can, I can, I have, I have receipt proof. Last night, I've not even told you. This. I was sitting in my car. I'm an idiot. After golf, I was stressing out because I was late for dinner. I left the lighter in my car, so last night I had to move my car for street cleaning. Battery's dead as a doornail. I'm sitting on the street waiting for the tow guy to show up, and you're texting me, bro all caps like this thing is a get like what you had you had done you said straight up like if you trade in your maverick all you do is pay his tax like you had me hook line you're not even trying to sell me you'd be hook line and sinker so i love you hit the epic speed and unless you're hitting that unless you like are now hitting like xander shoffley i'm gonna come have an intervention because based off of your text messages i think you found your driver for a while right yeah come on yeah yeah i mean it's probably not leaving the bag it would take a lot for it to and it sounds like a brick to leave the bag but hey if my callaway rep wants to uh wants to try to get me to uh check out the the ls epic speed i'll give it a shot we'll, we'll see but it, it's definitely got some uh big shoes to fill but in Callaway, just like no you know last week on no laying up they're talking about how amazing the driver irons are we will also tell our listeners how even though like i'm a hybrid guy i would love to tell how great the hybrid if you want to if you want to throw me me and big chris uh some epic speed drivers or you know some driving irons we would love to talk about how much has changed our game that's all i'll say that's we'll leave it there yeah so getting into the the meat of the sandwich uh, we are going to be talking about bucket list tracks today. A few different topics through that. We're going to start out with some local tracks that we have not played that are still on our bucket list that we want to, you know, hit sooner or later here. For me, it's a little different. Um, so I, I run an Instagram called West Coast Public Golf. My goal over the last two years is to play as many or all of the public golf courses on the West coast. So basically I included California, Oregon, Washington. Um, so I've played a ton of tracks. I think I'm, I'm approaching close to 200 at this point between the three States. So I've really, really, you know, pounded the pavement and gotten out to a lot of different tracks. So the Bay area, since I was born and raised here and, and I've really been, on this mission the last couple of years, I've kind of been able to tackle the majority of those guys in the Bay area. So my local tracks reached out, we're all in California, but reached out a little bit. So um, let's start off with Ashton. What were your local bucket list tracks that you got since you are newer to the area and uh, less experienced playing in some of these courses? Yes, sir. So I don't know that I'm going to have like incredibly nuanced takes here because um, also selfishly, a lot of these are things that playing golf with you and hearing you talk about tracks has definitely shaped my opinion. Courses that I never would have known of. I would never would have known of. First and foremost, though, it's got to be Pasa Tiempo. I mean, yes, I sir. when I moved, I moved to Atlanta in January of 2019. I knew that I wanted to leave Atlanta probably April of 2019. 
and I knew I wanted to come back to the Bay Area probably August 2019, I probably watched videos about Pasta Tiempo or the No Laying Up video 20, 25 times, um, really kind of falling in love with golf course architecture, Alistair McKenzie, and just realizing that unless, you know, being from Atlanta, there's a chance but just unless the world comes perfect where I can have the ability to play Augusta at some point, it's the best I'm ever going to get, right? I mean, I might oh, be able to sure. play Royal Melbourne, like maybe if like all, again, everything else is like the chips have to fall perfectly. I could wake, I could right now book a tee time at Pasta Tampo tomorrow and play. It's expensive, but worth it. So for me, that's absolutely number one. I mean, Alistair McKenzie's the goat. It's our part of the woods. I mean, you played there, you said, four times during high school. Yeah, so I, I was lucky enough in high school to have a fundraiser tournament, scramble tournament out there every year that I got to play with my dad. And, you know, it, it was a incredible experience to be able to, to go out there at the age of 14 through, you know, through 18 and play those fundraiser um, scramble matches. So um, for for anybody that hasn't played PASA, it is just absolutely worth every penny. I, I would say if you're anywhere in the Bay Area um, and you're in Monterey, please drive up to PASA. I would rather you pay 300 to play PASA, to be on, if I'm going to really, to be honest, than play Pebble. Um, and that that's a fact for me. Pebble is one of those places you play, you experience, and you're good in my opinion. Uh, PASA is somewhere you play, you you absorb, and you want to come back endlessly. Yeah. You end your 18 and you want to go play another 18. You almost always want to get 36 when you go out there. And it always leaves you wanting more. The views, again, are at Pebble are incredible, but there is something about being in the Redwoods and being up on the mountain and seeing Alistair's house and the design, it's just, it's just otherworldly. And the redesign that just happened out there, I actually have not played the redesign. I I played it, um, you know, in high school and I'm an old man now. So that was a long time ago. So I haven't played the redesign. We need to get out there and just drop the money and, and get that done. I was going to say, there's no need to, because I told you when you played last week, uh, my all my work team, uh, God bless them, for my birthday, they knew I was moving out here. They had heard, I, like, I was in work meetings talking about Pasta Tiempo. That's what I'm saying. Like, my non-golf work team, they got me a gift card to Pasta Tiempo. For, so I told Big Chris, he's, uh, well, this isn't news for the podcast, but moving back to Oregon in June, I said, before we go, I try to find one of those discounted rates. I mean, it's still going to be expensive, but I said, we got $350 with our name on it. We're going to go out there. So I'm already telling you, like, there's going to be a lot of fun podcasts coming up, but when we have the opportunity to recap our day at PASA, that's going to be a good one. So, and, you know, unless something crazy happens, that's going to be my first time. So my first time, your first time post redesign, it's going to be a special day. Like, I, like I, I'm already so excited for that. So that's number one. And Chris also like in, in this situation, like I'm going to say this stuff, but please chime in. Cause like some of the stuff you have more contacts than me, like this next one, number two, 
Dark Horse. I'm gonna turn it over to Big Chris. Everything I know about Dark Horse is through like what stuck out to me was again, he'll tell you more, but he was like, Yeah, it's a place where if you want a beer, they're in a cooler and you put three dollars in a like a Coke can. And I was like, Yo, sounds dope. So Chris, take it over. T- tell the people about Dark Horse. So Dark Horse is a gem up in the hills of Auburn, California. Um, on your way to Tahoe, great stop. Even if you're not on your way to Tahoe, two out, two and a half hour drive from the Bay Area, worth the drive every single time. Um, they tore down their their first clubhouse a while ago, and they literally were just rocking a Aerostream trailer for a while. And you would just roll up. They had a they had a cart barn. It's not the most walkable course. It's very, very hilly. You definitely can can do it. I see a lot of people walk it, but um, it's definitely a rider's course just because of the amount of space that it takes up. It They used to have the Airstream trailer pull up. They just have your classic Coors Light, Natty, all different types of beers. Everything was $250. You pay in cash only. It's it's a little elevated now. They've got a tiny little clubhouse. They've got some merch. It's a little bit more of a Sweetens vibe now from what I've heard from you where they've got, you know, really tiny, tiny clubhouse with just a little bit of merch in there, Uh, a little, you know, beer fridge with some Coke and Gatorades in it. And then they, they don't have a restaurant at all. It's just a wife and husband duo that pulls up in their truck with a hot dog stand with just selling beers and cokes out of out of a cooler, and it is just the my favorite type of vibe. You know, you know me and hot dogs. It's great, solid hot dogs, great Polish dogs and hot links with some you know fresh cold beer. It's just it's the best way to start a turn, start around, you know, end around. It's just great. You know, great grass range with uh, with a really really fun chipping and and putting green to practice on as well that. before that's, you go that's down. Dope. Yeah, full double ended grass range. So it's one of the coolest things. What? So double ended grass range, and on the other end, there's an entire another chipping and putting area. It's which like a is, legit golf facility, man. It's an insane golf facility up in Auburn in. Just rolling hills, beautiful Bermuda sands. They they redid the entire sand traps probably about oh over the last five years or so. And it's just white Bermuda sand. It's absolutely gorgeous. Greens are immaculate. I mean, I can't say anything more. Up in up in the hills on your way up, the foothills on your way to Tahoe. It's it's absolutely incredible. I mean, okay, we've you, talked you about this. Let, let's let's get out there like in March. Let's do this. Yeah, because I I mean, I, I like no. I mean, I'm more excited for Pasa. But like, I would say that like Dark Horse is number two on this list behind Pasa because truly, I mean, it's, it's the course you've got me most stoked about. And the rates there are unmatched. You go out there on a weekday, it's 55 with the cart, weekend 69 with the cart. I mean, uh, you, you just can't, the kind of golf you get for the rates that you're going to get, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Uh, moving on, I'll make this one quick. PG Links, it's the, what do they call Poor Man's Pebble. Front nine, very pedestrian. Back nine is sick. Very affordable. It's, it's it's as good as you're gonna get. Uh, from what I've heard, it's as good as you're gonna get for the price in, in Monterey. Not even close. 
not much to not much to talk about there. Pacific Pacific Grove, it's been talked about all over golf. If you if you're into golf and you're into Monterey golf, especially, you know of Pacific Grove. It it's just it's one of those tracks you just have to yeah. mark off your Google, list and Google it and you'll see it. Yeah. Um, and then these last two again, Chris, I'll have you chime in. Apple Mountain, similar idea, kind of up near Auburn, right? uh opposite side so off of 50 if you're going to south lake tahoe it, you'd you'd be more inclined to pass up into uh, apple mountain if you're going to north uh truckee area then you would definitely hit uh dark horse uh, apple mountain is just a cool little resort course uh public track built up in the mountains a lot of elevated tee shots uphill par fours um, just a really fun, uh, entertaining design that you, you could, you know, go out with your friends, have a bunch of bunch of beers um, and really, really enjoy the day. The weather is always really great up there. Uh, if you go out in October, November, you could hit up the uh, the apple farms and get fresh apple pies and and go go see the pumpkin patches Super and cut good. down your own trees. I've done that I mean. Yeah, fresh apple cider. I mean, it's it's a cool little vibe up there. Um, so you can take the whole family, sneak out and play eighteen in the morning, and, and then go out and do the uh, the apple picking and, and and go and see a lot of different things up there. It's a, it's a great time. I, I dig dig it Apple Mountain. Yeah, and then last again, have you chime in? Uh, my God, so much on our RGC group. So much talk about Yocha. Tell me about Yocha. Yocha Dehi, this place is a casino owned track uh, out in Brooks, California. A really just immaculate course. I mean, you 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 cannot you cannot get any better than better than the conditions you're gonna see at Yocha. It's always pristine. They've got refrigerators full of water on a lot of the coals, which is just super insane. Very resorty, but the the design. Are they free? Of the tr- yeah, it, it's part of it's part of going out and playing. Um, it oh, just comes so with resort. the entire Unbelievable. thing. It's, it's not very very, it's not very resorty. municipals, but hey, let's let's go. Hey, it's public, um, so you can book it. You can book a tea time. Everybody can play it. But you're right. It, I mean, it's not a municipal track. It is a resort course owned by an Indian casino, but it is absolutely fun as hell. You 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 will not. It's wide open. Not a lot of um, places you can miss like and, my and get in trouble. But it's nice and long. Definitely inclined for the long hitters. Elevated tee boxes that create insane views of the entire. Ve- a valley in in northern california it's it's definitely something to check out off the beaten track a little bit off of i5 uh off of 80 um so you got to drive out to it a little bit but it being a casino course you can stay at the casino have a little fun there and get some golf in so you know they always got stay and play packages and stuff that you could probably probably get in if you're not looking to just drive out and play well, that's my five, largely aided by Chris. And now Chris gets to explain to you why courses in San Diego are on his local tracks. 
Oh man. Yeah. As I had to reach out a little bit, I have, I'll start off with one local track in Monterey. It's one of the only ones that I need to mark off my list besides Quail Lodge. Uh, and it is Spyglass. So it's one of the three in the uh, Pebble Beach Resorts uh, circle that I really have been wanting to play. I'm actually going up to Monterey for my one year anniversary with my dear wife, Margaret. And uh, she's allowing me to go out and play. Unfortunately, could not score a tea time with Spyglass. So I'm going to uh, also mark off one of the three tracks that I need to mark off Monterey, which is Bayonet. Uh, Bayonet is one of uh, 36 holes on, on one piece of land between Bayonet and Black Horse. I was lucky enough to play Black Horse back in September. So getting Bayonet marked off is going to be a good time out there. Um, and then, of course, we go into San Diego, like Ashton just said. Uh, I've always wanted to play Torrey Pines. You want to talk about municipal golf? This is San Diego-owned municipal to its finest. I mean, I don't think you can find municipal better than this across the United States. It is the North and South tracks. Both are, are on my list. Um, it is just a gem I've always wanted to do. Haven't ever, ever been able to make it work. Um, it's just with this, uh, trip that we're going on, we tried to fit Tori in, but because they just had the tournament out there, the rates are a little, uh, a little costly. So we're going to skip on Tori on this next, next trip. We're going on a couple weeks. Um, and then the, third track nether northern california track just outside of uh just outside of the bay area is rolling hills so rolling hills another indian casino owned golf course what i'm excited about is the length of it and the person that designed it so the person that designed it is the one and only john daly so anybody that knows me I have two favorite golfers outside of Tiger Woods that I grew up absolutely idolizing. And I don't know if you want to idolize John Daly, but the vibes the man gave off while playing golf were some of the most entertaining things you will ever see in sports. I mean, I don't know if you want to speak on that, Ash. I don't know if you, you've got to watch a lot of John Daly when he was in his prime, but the man was just just a vibe on his own. I mean, smoking darts, drinking on the course, carrying cheeseburgers from McDonald's in his golf bags. I mean, the dude was on another level. No, I totally agree. And the only thing I have to add is the, the fact that that man won a British Open. I, I'm not going to play this like America is superior. It, it, it just makes me laugh. It's it's the best thing ever. A guy John with a Daly mullet won a British Open wearing a blonde mullet, legit blonde mullet, smoking darts, winning British Opens. I mean, that's all you got to say. So Rolling Hills Casino, you know, casino, Indian casino owned, long, long track, uh, very Rolling Hills open. I mean, it's designed by a guy that does that bombs a ball. So, I mean, it's wide open. It's definitely a bomber's track. 
All right, yeah, so Rams Hill is the next track that I would love that is on my list. Uh, it's one that we're going to play on our next upcoming trip. I've had it on my bucket list for a long time. It is it's a new track. It you know has been v- built very recently. So I'm really, really excited to, to get that knocked off in a couple weeks. Um, hopefully we'll get 36 holes in there. Unfortunately, they wouldn't let us book 36 holes in advance. So we basically are going to play our morning round and hope for the best in the, in the evening. So um, that that's it for my local bucket list tracks. Um, next, we're going into the top five outside the U.S., This one I'm really excited about. I actually have not played golf outside of the West Coast. So uh, outside of the U.S. is a bit of a stretch for me. Uh, I know you've played a lot of East Coast golf, um, but I don't think you've played any outside the U.S. as well. So let's start off, Ash. What what do you got for, for your top five outside the U.S.? So I tried to go for a bit of variety uh, on course styles because I think you and I, I don't want to speak for you, but if someone to say like, oh, what's your kind of preferred style of golf? It's definitely kind of that core Crenshaw design, like more like you found a golf course as opposed to like you manufactured a golf course. When you see my list, you'll also see there's a course in particular that's like it's manufactured golf and that's okay. Um, so first of all, Terry Eady, um, I mean, I feel like Terry Edie, it's been everywhere. I know Eric Anders Lang did a video, Knowing Up did a video. I think it's private, but you need uh, a letter of recommendation from your club. And I think I get my handicap through NorCal Golf Guys. I don't know if they'll write me a letter, but we'll see. Uh, definitely want to play there. Would love to go there with my dad. Uh, right on the ocean. There's also, I think, if I remember Solly on Knowing Up saying they're going to be building a private a public course nearby so the cool thing is in the coming years i think that's going to be an area where like we could actually go down to that area have a letter of rec play terra ed then play a couple other tracks there so that's number one for me by a mile um next that sort of same vein uh kari cliffs i know you have uh cape kidnappers on yours uh very similar idea basically golf way up on the cliffs in New Zealand, right? I mean, that, that's it. Like, just, like, you're basically playing on fingers of rock. Like, if you blow one right or left, it's not only gone. Like, I mean, it's falling, like, 12, 13 stories down these, like, cliffs, Kari cliffs. Um, so I'd love to play there, to your point. Um, really, Bodega Bay opened my eyes, to your point, where it's like, yo, golf on the ocean, like, like, love Sandpiper, but, like, golf on the ocean is different, and playing on the cliffs would be something, you know, super unique. Three, St. Andrews. I'm not going to say another word. That should be obvious. Uh, I think four, we both have that on our list, so. Have to. Yeah. Um, four, Bally Bunyan. I wanted to go kind of, yes, like, sir. just, like, like crazy Irish golf. Like, I want it to rain. I want to be wearing my Gore-Tex. I want 40 miles per hour. I want to hit, you know, five irons to go 90 yards. Like, I mean, not all the time, but like, if I'm going to go to Ireland, Bally Bunyan's probably my best bet to get nuked by mother nature. And the number five, sort of my off the beaten path pick, thank you to no laying up is Adair Manor. So I think they're having the I should have looked this up, but they're having the Ryder Cup there within the next 10 years. And I remember the, on the No Laying Up video, Solly says, if you ever want to know what it's like to play golf where every single lie is perfect, the turf is perfect, the greens are perfect. It's just 
perfect. It's like the most pristine golf course ever. Again, there's a giant manor. Everything is down to a T, just perfection. Um, I think that'd be really fun. And especially because, you know, this is what they did and I would hope to do too. I'm pretty sure they went from Bally Bunyan to Adair Manor. So to be on the coast getting nuked by the wind and then to go inland to Adair Manor where it's like dead still and this just like pristine conditions, I think that would be great. So those are my five. Tara Eady, Kari Cliffs, St. Andrews, Bally Bunyan, Adair Manor. What about you, Chris? I think that is a solid list. Thank you, sir. Um, so I'm starting out with an inland track in the UK, Sunningdale Old Course. Uh, so it was designed by Willie Park Jr. in the nearly early 1900s. It is, again, very similar to the track you just talked about, pristine. It is just immaculate condition everything is is done you know incredibly well it's going to be the host of the champions open in 2021 so it it just is one of those courses it's it's one of those courses probably missed by a lot because it's not an irish or scottish track i don't think england or the uk really get as much um you know it's much gravitas when it comes to how how good their courses are um so i think you know having champions open out there and really shining some light on some of those uk tracks and how good they are um is something that i think i would really like to see and i'm really excited to eventually go out there uh, and play sunningdale um after that uh, out in the Scottish Isles, uh, Macrahanish Dunes, a David McClay kid um, course. I've always wanted to, ever since I've um, I've been little and watched the Open with my dad early in the morning on TV, I've always wanted to go out and, and play Scottish and Irish golf. Mm-hmm. Having David McClay kid build a course out there, I know a lot of people – from Scotland and Ireland are probably saying I'm skipping over a lot of amazing, amazing tracks out there, but selfishly, you know, living in Oregon, California and McClay kid designing so many wonderful tracks out here. It's a guy that I'd also want to experience over there uh, and see really what the differences are between, between the two. And Um, also too, this is a municipalist podcast. We're not trying to be like, we're not trying to compete with airspace on, uh, you know, Tom coin. We both love Tom coin, both write his book. If you want to go talk about Irish golf, we're not your guys. Again, he'd probably say like a dare manner. It's like, yeah, man, like this is my list. So we're not trying to compete with Tom. We love the golfer's journal. And so third old course, again, we're not going to get into that everybody if it's not on your on your list outside of the u.s and you haven't played it i mean you're crazy you have to play old course cavett cliffs is one for me that i've always ever since i've seen videos of it from from other social media uh, platforms it is something i've always wanted to go play uh bill core ben crenshaw track out in canada um you know it's just it looks absolutely incredible. Again, oceanfront course. I'm a sucker for it. I grew up in California. I grew up playing oceanfront uh, golf. And so anytime I see a new course built on ocean, uh, it, it just, it gets me. It captivates me. I, I have to check it out. And 
Cabot Cliffs is on another level. It's it's in Cape Bent, uh, Brenton in Canada. It, it's just it's picturesque. You, you just can't get better than that. And then my last one that I have, again, we were just talking about New Zealand and the courses out there. I mean, there, there's a reason why so many films are made out in New Zealand. It's just one of those landscapes that you just you're just not going to find anywhere else in the world. Uh, and that's Kate Kidnappers, Tom Doak track. It, again, oceanfront, cliffs, everything I want in a golf course, um, natural landscape design. It's just, it checks off all the boxes for me. So that's my, that's my five outside of the U S. Um, so inside the U S top five, I kind of cheated. I did not follow the rules. We're supposed to do five. I've got probably eight on here. Technically it's five locations with multiple golf courses at some of the locations. You know what? You can hate all you want, but this is my fucking list and I will do it the way I fucking want to do it. And we're going to do a top five that has 12 golf courses. That's, that's not right, but Hey, Hey, teach his own. It's the list. So I'll start off this. Go ahead. Master classic. All right. But you know what? So we're starting off with stream song. Uh, all the courses, all the courses of Stream Song. I don't care how many are there. It's one location. It counts as one. I consider Stream Song the tropical Southern Bandon. It, it's just everything I've ever seen of Stream Song is just picturesque, out in the middle of nowhere, beautiful. It, it's just, it's definitely hit my list, and it is the number one place in in the u.s that i i want to spend an entire week just playing and experiencing all together um and then again the guy that created the first band and dunes track uh designed a wonderful wonderful uh track and resort out in washington uh by the name of gamble sands so another david mcclay kid track right right on the cliffs overlooking uh the river and vineyards it's just an absolute picturesque track you get to stay in these really beautiful apartments slash bungalows right on the putting green that is set right on a cliff you really you just cannot beat the views that you're going to get at gamble sands uh from what i've seen and what i what i've been able to experience through social media and and the websites and things like that it it just looks absolutely killer and something i need to check off my box for sure and then another cheater here we're doing sand valley all three courses i, I couldn't choose one there, there isn't a favorite i unfortunately haven't played them i don't know anybody that's played them so i i didn't have an experience to pick one of the three they just all look absolutely incredible um that there isn't anything more to say about that if you know anything about golf golf course architecture sand valley is top top of the list for most people and then i've got a couple gems in here a couple unknowns that most people might not know um one is by the name of marquette golf club um and the track that i'm talking about at marquette is going to be the gray walls track designed by mark devries i mean this this course is just 
absolutely incredible. Um, right on the Great Lakes, overlooking the water, built into rock formations, hidden hidden um, tee shots and um, blind shots into greens over rock formations. It's just, it looks absolutely incredible. Uh, and kind of a hidden gem most people might not even know exists or know it's there. Uh, but Marquette Golf Club is definitely on my list for, for U.S. tracks. And then um, after that guy, we've got the Manakee Golf Course. Uh, so Manakee is a Donald Ross, classic Donald Ross design in Cleveland. It or about 17 miles outside of Cleveland. And it is Don Ross. If you are a golf car, golf course, architect nerd is somebody that you definitely want to check out as many of his tracks as absolutely possible. If you're a fried egg fan and you, you've listened to into those guys, you've probably heard plenty about Donald Ross. Um, it has everything you're, you're looking for in a Donald Ross track, up and down shots, back-to-back par fives, dog legs. It's just, it looks absolutely incredible. Um, so that's my top five U.S. ones that I've I've wanted to experience for a while. Uh, what what do you got, Ashton? What do you got on your list? Well, first of all, just to show you that I grew up in a household to give my father kudos. Uh, my dad has been playing in for probably more than 25 years. Him and his buddies have uh, golf trips and competitions like us, which I'm so glad we're establishing now. But one of them is called the Ross, where they go to a Donald Ross course every a different Donald Ross course every year and compete, which you know, we might get nuanced at that level, but I grew up, you know, as a tiny little kid being like, you know, my dad's going to the Ross. I did not know who Donald Ross was. I don't know that man don't have an appreciation for golf course architecture, but uh, again, we should probably, we could even, we could even have my dad on to, he's played 25 years worth of Donald Ross courses. Like that's their entire agenda is what Donald, Donald, Donald Ross track are they playing? So I'll have to check with him and see if he's even played there. Cause the odds are probably pretty high if they've been doing this for 25 years and don't do repeats. So, just a note there. So my five, uh, I did not cheat, you know, no, no, no shade kind of at Chris, but I, I did not cheat. Uh, cause I could I say stretch, stretch the truth. Well, I could say abandon all of them, but I'm just going to say, I think sheep ranch I'm really excited for, but I'm just going to go abandon dunes. The OG, I want to see it. Like it's, it started the movement. I mean, by the time, you know, we have kids and, you know, we're playing golf trips in our later years, like Bandon's probably gonna have so many courses and that's going to be dope, but I want to play the course that started it all. So Bandon's my number one, uh, two, I'm going to, this is the Adair manner of this selection. I don't want to pay for it but I want to play shadow Creek. I mean, it's fake. It's not sustainable. It's in the middle of the desert. One thing that really stuck out to me when I've heard about shadow Creek is I love the idea that every hole is its own. Cause especially playing again, Bay area tracks, it's not a diss on Bay area tracks, but you know, even Presidio that I love so much, you play nine, you're hitting balls into 10, you play 10, you're hitting balls into 18. It happens on, 12 and 17 like you're just playing there, there's a lot of golf happening across holes and i just love the idea of being able to play uh like shadow creek where it's like 18 distinct holes that are their own thing 
I think that'd be really, really fun. And it looks like, too, I think the LPGA is going back there, I saw. So Shadow Creek is we're going to be seeing a lot in our TVs. And I don't know, call me a loser. I think it's kind of fun to play. Like, it's fun to, like, watch Tony Finau play a hole and then we go play that hole. So I'd really like to play Shadow Creek at some point. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you remember the original Tiger Woods match back in the day. With the lights? Shadow Is that the, the lights? Light. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I do remember uh, that. Against David Duvall? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, Shadow Creek has has, you know, it's it's history and definitely some uh some fun things. I know they they did a special event uh, I think it was one of the uh, Mexico events that they brought there this year because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely got a lot of play through the PGA and LPGA lately. Yeah, and again, not sustainable, not be- like not best practice in so many ways. But it's, again, it's a true Fazio though. I yeah, mean, it's it, true. It's built, it's manufactured, you know, beautiful landscape in yeah. the middle of nowhere that just looks obscene from above. I mean, yeah. that that's just what Tom Fazio does. So number three for me is Kapua Plantation Course for a couple reasons. Uh, one, I just love coming out of the holidays when even in the Bay Area, it's cold, you're watching Christmas commercials, you're eating cookies, and then all of a sudden you see, you see the best players in the world show up at Kapua watching them blow 400 yard drives on, on 18. It's just, you know, I think they said shotgun start. There's a lot of like parasailing content. I love it. I mean, I would love to play there a couple years ago. I was actually there during when they were doing the remodel. I was not nearly as into golf as I am now, but I walked the 18th hole. I bought a visor and would love to go back. Also too, I told you, Chris, before you press record, my dad and I used to play a video game as a kid. So I would say that, one of my earliest memories of really loving golf was me playing a PC computer game with my dad. He was always a guy named Haida Medici. I was always a guy named Quentin every time. And the only course we'd play is the Capilua course. Uh, we only play the foundation course. So there's a lot of reasons why I'd love to play. And of course we wrap up and it's like, cool. You want to go like to the beach, have some tacos, you know, it, I'm also thinking for the future, that would be a really easy way to, you know, a couple's trip where it's like, you guys get massages, we'll go play the plantation course, and then we'll meet up afterwards because, you know, we're in Maui. So just we'll put that one out there. Uh, for Beth Page Black, it's always sort of been interesting to me. Um, not only because of the, you know, obviously the U.S. Opens that have been there, but I also remember there was a John Feinstein book called The Open that was about setting up Beth page black. And it's really interesting because it's basically a, a book that's all about setting like the logistics of setting up a U.S. open, like how long it takes superintendents merchandising. I remember reading that book probably 10 years ago, really fascinating. Um, I think most recently, not that this matters for me wanting to play there, but I think Brooks won there. Right. I think most recently. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to interlude too much, but no, please do. Um, what I love about Beth page is it's very, your, uh, European style where you just have to show up in the morning, put your yeah, name on a list, in your they car, give right? you a tea time. Yeah. You, there, there is no given tea times ahead of time. You have to show up in the morning, tell them what course you want. They'll let you know what tea times they have. You pick one and then you go grab breakfast, go back to sleep and then come back at your tea time. And I think that's Sick. one of the coolest like experiences that you're just not going to experience outside of the old course and a few other 
tracks, you know, across the world. So I, I really think that's a, that's a fun experience that connects you with uh, Beth page as well. Totally. And I mean, the sign's iconic, but you know, it's just, it would just, we just love to play there. And then last, you know, maybe the thing I should have had first on the list, Pinehurst number two, I told you I almost put Pinehurst number four, but if you're putting Pinehurst number four, when you haven't played number two, everyone can and should think you're an idiot. So I'm just going to put number two. Would love to play all of them. I think number four is very close up there. The, the knowing up video is fantastic, but you know, Sally, who I think many of us played a lot of golf courses. He, I think he says it's the best. He says the best public course in America and it's like up there for him as well. So would love to play there. So a good variety, Bandon dunes, shadow Creek, Kapalua plantation course, Beth page black, Pinehurst number two. Also, we did not talk about this, Chris, but I think the one course that I actually don't want to play is the ocean course uh, for two reasons. One, I actually, this is going to sound crazy. I'll have to ask my dad. I think I was like five. Like my dad went out, we, we were we were actually out there for vacation. My dad played a twilight nine holes at the ocean course. I was this big. Uh, he brought me out there. This is one of the strongest things I have as a child. I was in one of the bunkers. Don't know what hole. Uh, I actually snapped my pitching wedge trying to hit it out of the bunker because it was so deep. And I started crying because I thought my dad was going to be mad at me. So my dad, so I'm, I'm like a child, like four five, six years old with a broken pitching wedge in my hand, crying in the sand because I'm thinking he's going to yell at me at the ocean course. And after watching the no laying up video where literally all of them are like, I feel beaten up. I'm exhausted. It's $600. I got kicked in the face. I don't know what happened. I got wiped off the planet. I'm so excited to watch the PGA there this year, but I think Tron says in that video, he's like, I'm excited to watch other people play here, but I don't need to play here. I think like if I hadn't seen all of that content, the ocean course might be on here. But for the price and from what I've heard anecdotally, it's probably a course that we, you know, watch other people play, i.e. Rory. We probably don't need to play there, but I don't know. It's one that like I wish could be on the list, but for the price point and how hard it is, I don't know that we need to play there. No, it. I, I don't know if, if it eventually gets there. I, I might play it, but I don't know if it's something that's gonna ever make it to one of my my top lists. But you know, finishing it up, we we thought it would be good to have a Christian at Chris and Ash bucket list trip. Um, this was kind of a hard one for us to decide. It you know, it's do we stay in the U.S.? Do we go overseas? Do we do we do an Australia trip? A New Zealand trip, and we, we kind of talked about, you know, a U.S. trip. We'd probably stay in the South, and and we would we'd hit all the South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, you know, area. And I mean, the the courses that you can play in those those particular areas is absolutely insane. I mean, if, if we could ever plan a dream dream trip, and, and have an entire month to play golf because that's about what it would take for us to do. I mean, we could, we would have the possibilities of hitting up, you know, some of the, the best courses, I mean, in the world in just a short span of time Um, down there, you basically, I mean, you can speak on it. You grew up in, in Georgia and in, in that area. 
Um, but I mean, you've got Pinehurst, you've got Tobacco Road, you've got Bay Hill down in down in Florida, Stream Song, uh, Copperhead, Black Diamond. I mean, it's it's out of control the the type of golf that you experience in the South. Um, but I mean, we're we're talking pricey pricey golf. I think I think me and you were talking prior to the podcast starting that. I mean, if we were to do a month in the South and play Pinehurst all the way down to Stream Song and hit as many of those prime courses as we can, I mean, we we would need twenty to thirty grand to complete that that trip. It would just be astronomical. Yeah, and that's what I was telling you. I think our best bang for our buck would be the Robert Trent Jones Trail because we, my buddies and I, went there this summer. Uh, just fantastic. I think I think it was the golf was one hundred and two dollars. All you can play with a cart, and I gotta say, like the Judge is one of the hardest courses I've played. One of the most pristine courses I've played. Uh, and then they also have like it's not as good, but they have another course on property. So that's the cool thing. Every single course, every single facility has at least thirty six holes on property. So again, a hundred bucks with a cart. And I told you, like we. <laughs> We're the first group off uh, at the judge and like we, like we, we played and then we played the other course. We went back to the judge to play nine more holes and we saw a guy from the golf shop and he was like flagging us down and we thought we were in trouble. We're like, Hey, what's up? He goes, dude, we're just making sure you guys are okay. Like it was a hundred degrees today. You guys were the first group off. You didn't take a break. Like you guys are like, well, like 45 holes. We're like, yeah. He's like, cool man like love it we just want to make sure you're okay because if you think about that we, we did play we played 45 holes 45 holes with a cart we're talking like two dollars a hole 45 holes with a cart at like pristine like 102 dollars see that is a classy move 100 driving out making sure you guys are good but that's just sick i mean unlimited golf for 102 dollars i mean yeah that, that's unbeatable and the judges, Absolutely. I mean, the, I can't say it again. The judge is killer. I mean, the first tee shot is historic. Like it's, it's famous. Like you're literally teeing off above the tree line. And then like the, like there's like water on the right side. Like seriously, Google the first tee shot at the judge. Like it's crazy. I mean, I, I hit a hybrid off there and like, it was up in the air forever. I was like, oh, it's in the fairway. Oh, oh. Oh, it just kind of hovers up there. But yeah, I mean, I think bang for your buck, Robert Trent Jones is as good as it gets. And on top of that, I'll also give them credit. We found out that just, just kind of a fun fact, the Robert, like any, um, all of the money from the golf courses goes towards, uh, all the Alabama state employees, it goes towards their pension fund. So you're, that's an incredible thing. You're almost like, I mean, you're helping. I mean, there's no other way to say it, right? You're, you're helping Alabama state employees have a pension by playing golf, like win-win. I mean, it's a genius idea. And and the whole reason they're doing it too is for tourists, but to letting tourist dollars drive the pension fund for the state. I mean, no offense, Alabama gets a lot of stuff wrong. I don't know why every state wouldn't have a golf trail that sponsors some sort of state institution, right? Absolutely. I mean, that that's a no brainer. That's definitely a a golf trip that we are definitely going to do. I don't know if that's a dream golf trip, um, but definitely something that's going to be accomplished in the next few years. Uh, Outside of the U.S., I mean, I think Tom Coyne has gotten everybody excited to do 
to do an Ireland and in Scotland trip. So those definitely, if we were going to do a bucket list golf trip, I mean, spending an entire month or even two to three weeks in, in Scotland or Ireland would just be, would just be, you know, a, a trip to remember. So, you know, don't have to go into that. If you, if you want to, if you want to hear anything about Scotland or Ireland or read about it, Tom Coyne's got that covered. Look him up, Google him. If you don't know who he is, uh, definitely worth uh, reading and, and checking out his travels about all of Scotland and Ireland and his new book coming out um, for the U S as well. So, you know, check Tom Coyne out for sure in that aspect, but yeah, Ash, I mean, it would, this podcast, I think we covered, we covered a lot Look, you know, bucket list tracks, you know, places that we're definitely going to have to reach out to in the next little while here. So I'm pretty, you know, pretty excited for the future of, of the municipals and the adventures that we're going to have here. So it's, a uh, it's got me pretty stoked with this, uh, this topic here today. Yes, sir. I thought this was going to be a short one. I think that what I'm going to learn pretty fast is there aren't going to be short ones and it's got me excited for these trips and yeah, man. I mean, we're what we're T minus like nine days out from our trip and like nine days out. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. I mean, after we hang up, after we hang up here, I got to talk to you about uh, suggestions on range. I got to, I got to, like I said, I got a lesson. I, I got to go get a couple things dialed in, got to get those new balls, maybe get that new hybrid, uh, probably responsible to get a new driver, but just got to kind of start to tinker and kind of get dialed in because I love you. I want to fucking take your money on this golf trip. So not happening this time. Yeah. I mean, we, we know, I, I hate to say it, Jack, but we're going to take your money again. It's going to happen. I don't know. Josh got new irons. He's got the new irons. I, I did play with him. Um, he's still dialing them in. I'm, I'm hoping for my sake in my pocketbook that he doesn't have them dialed in by the trip, uh, which would be great. Chris is having major issues, which is a plus for us because Chris is an absolute stick. Um, so keep having those issues chris i hope we're shooting 90s when we come into this round because chris is definitely a guy that shoots in the 70s on an average but right now he is just having all the struggles and uh i hate to say this about somebody going up they say like he's caught in between like holding patterns right like it's because i'm just like dude like big time when it's good it's good when it's bad it's real bad it and right now He's got, he's got a lot to work on. So, so I I'm hoping and praying that Chris, you know, I really do want you to get it together, but also I want to take your money. So if you, if you don't, it's all good. You want him to get it together on Monday, March 8th, the day after the golf trip, day after the golf trip. That's when you can get it together, Chris. All right. Ashton, as always, it is an absolute pleasure chatting with you and uh, I'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Love you, buddy.